listening to Glee on the Rocks. And we'll just get going like this. Uh, Welcome to another Glee on the Rocks mini episode. I'm Emily. And the world is coming to an end. (laughs) That is um, the ever positive and uplifting Mandy. I mean, Um, the fact (laughs) that so many non-horrible things have happened in the past 24 hours just makes me think we're doomed. And we're going to post this pretty soon after we're recording it. So yeah, you probably know exactly what we're talking about. Yes, this is going to be the first entry of our mini episode mini series that I've just decided to call That's My Ship. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That, <laughs> that works, right? That's My Ship? Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be a break off podcast all on its own. We're just because we thought about this about getting um, some people to talk about their glee ships, especially because we're all clean stands. So to get people to come yeah. on. Um, but my other big fandom love just did a thing. And if you didn't hear that with all caps, you should have. Um, so we we really just have to to jump into to my ship. And that's Destiel from Supernatural. And if you want to turn this episode off now, I understand. (laughs) These Supernatural episodes, and especially this series, is going to be self-indulgent as fuck. Yes. Yeah, this is nothing but our chance to talk about the ships that we love. um, And that usually have absolutely nothing to do with Klee. Yeah. Um, But you know what? Like, the election's happening, and everyone's tired, and self-indulgence is exactly what we're gonna self-soothe with right now yep and because my 13 year ship just went canon so like has it been that long yeah yeah because because castiel also like fucking spoilers i guess uh probably just advertise with a big banner like yeah (laughs) full spoiler so Cass uh, shows up in season four, in the first episode of season four. And this is now season 16? You'd think I know this. I think it's Um, 15. 15? Is it? I don't know. I saw a bunch of... It is 15. Yeah, it's 15, but the number of years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's been a while where this uh, these two characters have been dancing around okay well i guess so for people who don't watch supernatural it's a show about two brothers who hunt monsters uh and everybody dies so the ship is dean winchester one of the brothers and castiel who is an angel of the lord sometimes (laughs) i guess always but sometimes other things um, and I think this is a, sh- so Castiel is definitely one of those characters, kind of like a Blaine, kind of like many other characters where the original intention was a couple episodes and then they'd be gone and they become one of the main cast members. Love so I love it when it happens because yeah. it means that like the writing starts out good and the actor really clicks and everyone's really happy. Happiness in the supernatural fandom is a fair thing to come by. It's it's almost like a the fans having a voice in the writers' room because like 
fan, I mean, they've got to click in other ways, but fan response to a character is what can keep them around like that. Yes, absolutely. I enjoy when audiences look at what the writers tried to do, which is insert a short-term character and then go, no, we want that one. Yeah, 100%. They're like, no, 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 these are the characters that that you like, but the character we like is this other one. Yeah. So if you could give us that one, that would be super. I just, I genuinely just like really enjoy it when that happens. I do too. And I, I, I think I've said this to you or maybe other people, but like, I'm kind of a spiteful person. So just like, I'm a, I just, I'm coming to decide that that's an okay facet of my personality as long as I cop to it. Um, but like, there's something really enjoyable piggybacking off that when the character that you love, that was not supposed to be part of the show, overtakes the screen time of the main characters that other people love, and they get real salty. Yeah, it is. It is not to be on that side of that situation. Yeah, because often you're on the other fucking side where you're like, can I have that one character I really like? And they're like, no, fuck you, not for 12 episodes. Like, well, okay, but... I like that one. So to have uh, a character that is pretty cool, I think, um, a relationship, and like, I get it, romantic relationships, but like two characters are in a relationship, whether or not it's romantic, that can be platonic and can be familial, like it's it's a relationship. Um, And an actor who really seems to fucking love the job and the character and the fandom... What kind of trifecta is that? Because a lot of... So so Destiel is the romantic pairing of Dean and Cass. And the baggage behind this ship is pretty uh, epic, I think, in the annals of, of fandom. It's in that, like, John Locke territory. The, the, well, the super hulock of yeah. unrequited textual... But if you don't want it to be textual, you can say it's not textual. And, it's a very, and like good omens vibe. Yeah, a good omens vibe. And like it, people who hate it absolutely fucking hate it. And they want you to hate it, even if you love it. They, they're actively trying to tell you that you're wrong about your ship when that is 100% not the point of a ship, as we all know. So, and it's a long time coming, I think, because of the immediate chemistry between the actors and when you have a tv show that it's about (laughs) it's about supernatural shit and there's a lot of biblical everything not even overtones just like straight biblical i mean isn't like literally god in there yes god is literally in the show now which is not a thing i definitely not a thing they started out with in supernatural there were demons there were some angels, but like it was kind of an on the ground fighting monsters, not the machinations yeah. of uh, a god. Just just a little bit of my personal history with Supernatural. I did watch it like regularly for the first six or so seasons. And I think I mm-hmm. tuned out. Okay, first of all, I tuned out exactly like I can tell you the episode the first time <laughs> I killed class. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Even though in the back of my mind, I was like, he's probably not really dead. We didn't know. And at that point, I mean, Supernatural did have a you know, reputation of killing people. But Oh, did they? Did they? A little bit. <laughs> but they hadn't yet gotten to the point where they killed people and brought them back regularly. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
people came back later on anyway, but like that wasn't a sure thing yet. Mostly they just killed women and the women stayed dead. Yeah. Funny how that works is that, I mean, that's a whole other episode of a podcast and like a whole series of, oh, so you're going to kill all the women and not bring them back, but the men can just come and go. That's fine. But yeah, so Um, when I think of Supernatural, like I kind of jumped ship a little bit before all of the like heavy religious uh plot lines. Yep. Uh, so watching from afar as like that stuff developed was interesting. I mean, as someone who loves the show, it wasn't good. Like there were whole seasons yeah. that you're just like, what is, and, and again, like these are all sub topics is like, as soon as you tell me that a character can die and be and immediately come back, I don't, uh, so, yeah. so what, what tension is there? Like if they're just going to be resurrected in any number of ways, why should I care when they die? Which spoiler and i guess we'll get to it it happens here too so this is the final seasons of supernatural there's two episodes left again spoiler if you hadn't noticed uh Cass sort of dies again but since there are two episodes left it's kind of like is he gonna come back in the last episode but if you imagine as with every other tv show that it continues on after the last episode what fan out there who does fan work isn't just going to say, and then he came back? I mean, literally, no matter how no. the show ends, their story will continue on with them yeah. probably ending up in a house with a white picket fence. Yes, these two motherfuckers are going to live and die happily ever after because that's the show. Like, so the, the, the ship begins with an angel physically, literally, ecumenically and spiritually pulling a soul out of hell and leaving a brand on that person like it fulfills so many tropes yeah that you have to wonder what the writers were even thinking introducing the mere idea if they didn't think like did none of them ever read anything supernatural and or romance in their entire lives like i just especially when you have two characters have jawlines like they do what do you what do you think is going to happen? Like, you can no homo this all you want, but, like, it is homo. Speaking of the no homo, did you see the script? I'm assuming you've seen everything, but for the sake of introducing the topic, did you see the script page? I did. I wonder if I, I've got it in my likes because I've got <laughs> my source up right now is Tumblr. Um, I'm sure yeah. I liked it because... Um, I've grown out of my need to immediately reblog absolutely everything the moment it happens so I can savor it. Yeah. So I haven't, um, oh, here it is, script to screen. Yeah. So do, you, do you think it's legitimate? Because a lot of people last night, just like under it and stuff, were saying like, you know, that's fake, right? I have no idea. There are, um, there's one, where's the actual image of it? Wait, sorry, what'd you say? I said the script itself sort of no homos it. I mean, in the sense that Dean doesn't respond. Yeah. So, um, see, I've liked too many things, and now I can't find the actual page. Because someone posted a, a photo of the page. Oh, okay. Um, but again, like... One source now? Yeah, there's um, a script page that someone posted somewhere. And, you know... The thing is, any one of us can create a script page that looks legitimate. Um, but 
the other (laughs) the other thing is like a script can no homo a scene all it wants it kind of doesn't matter if the actors do something else yeah right so like the scene directions can say i think it says something like uh his best friend like as if but you're like so uh a romantic partner can also be a best friend did we miss that in class where you you oh, don't want to be friends. Until we get to my ship episode to discuss that. <laughs> They're yeah. only friends, Mandy. Jesus. They've said it. Yeah. There's there's something about people who are just like, well, he said best friend. So obviously it's not romantic. Like, I'm sorry. Did you watch the rest of that? Because if, if a friend of mine said any of that to me in that tone and with that look, I would be very worried that they were about to like lay one on me. Um so the the no homoing is such a problem with supernatural anyway, though, right? Because the ca- <laughs> poor poor Jensen. I know people. I like Jensen, but I don't like everything that he has said and done. Supernatural is a. I think Supernatural is a bit of an outlier with fandoms because they do so many conventions. Yeah, I mean they have to be the fandom that has the most audience interaction face to face. Yes, and maybe there are other ones that I'm just not aware of. This happens to be mine. I've never gone to a convention. Um, I don't uh, enjoy them in person. <laughs> like, it's too big, it's too loud. But I absolutely, if I'm sad, just sit around watching the Supernatural convention videos on YouTube, right? But they have these, like, three, four times a fucking year for the last 10, 12 years. So they're... Unlike, I think, maybe other fandoms, there have been word of mouth, or not word of mouth, um, direct from the, the actors' mouths, comments, quotes, analysis about their characters, just consistently. Just by the sheer number of public appearances they do, there is more commentary mm-hmm. than, like, any other fandom I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels that way. And, um... You know, talk about that's my ship part two in the same episode. The actors have a ship. And I think this is a case where the fandom around the RPF ship affects the writing for the on screen uh, fictional ship, mm-hmm. if those are the correct words. <laughs> fictional ship, uh, yeah. you know, how people can get. Um, because there's such a big fan. Well, it's hard to know like when you're in it, how big something is, but like Jensen Ackles and Misha Collins have their own ship cockles, which (laughs) what a fantastic name for a male, male pairing. Um, But there's controversy around it as is there. There's controversy, 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 whatever around every uh, RPF ship, as you know, um, where people take it to the actors and it makes actors uncomfortable. I think I'm not saying as it should, because some people don't care if they're shipped with other people, but for a very long time, Jensen Ackles was very vocal about not thinking that Destiel was a thing. People would ask, he would straight up say, it's not a thing. Dean is straight. That's all it is. And I think you can't really know what an actor thinks, right? Like we can all, you hear the quote, you see him say it and you're like, yes, that is the thing that he said out loud and believes. But at the same time, 
what else is he supposed to do? Yeah. And I and I think it's a it's a weird line about believing the actor about their character, but also that an actor doesn't have full control over their character. But at the same time, they do have input. You know, like we were saying with the script to scene, the words can say one thing, but if an actor is giving a particular emotion, that now becomes the canon, right? If if the, if the script just says like "I love you" and which is sorry, that, <laughs> that's the whole thing that happened here in this third to last episode is that Cass straight up told Dean, "I love you," okay. not I. Right, that's that's the point here. Sorry, guys. Um, Cass straight up looked him in the face, like right dead in the eyes, said, "I love you." No qualifications. No, I love you and your brother and our adopted yeah, son, Jack. <laughs> Listen, I mean, he was basically saying, because I watched that scene, of course. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, he he said, I can't have what I want or something like that. Right? Yes, then, that's the other that's the other big line is him saying, I know I can't have what I want. Looking dead ass into this other man's eyes. Yep. Um, oh, no, he says, because one thing I want is something I know I can't have. Uh, you know. Be, uh, in part because he's about to die. Like he's made a deal with the empty. Uh, the empty is neither heaven nor hell. It's just nothingness. And he agreed that he, if he, to save someone else's life, if he experienced a moment of true happiness, very fairy tale style, he would be sucked back into the empty as payment. Which is, of course, telling another man, I love you, is his moment of happiness. So did, like, how much of this did people foresee? Like, that Cass was going to get, like, sucked back into the MV? Was that, like... Yeah, no. Uh-huh, yeah. I think uh, most people who ship it, when Cass made the deal several seasons ago now, so there's this other character named Jack. Jack is the son of Lucifer and a human that makes him extra special, and they want to use him to kill God because God sucks. God who is Chuck, who sucks. Um, so to rescue Jack from a bad thing, Cass made a deal that he would return to the empty in exchange for saving Jack's life, but only when he experienced true happiness, which is not a thing that the empty has ever done before. (laughs) It's not like you can just make deals, but you know, it's supernatural. Who gives a fuck? But as soon as that happened, there was a ton of, there were a fair number of people who were like, so he's gonna admit that he loves <laughs> Dean and immediately get sucked back to hell. Like, oh, it, yeah. Actually thought the love confession was coming too. Yeah. So yeah. in season 12, I want to say, Cass is like super fucked up and hurt over some battle that's happened. And he tells all of them that he loves them. He's like, he looks at Sam and Dean and Jack and is like, I love you. And there's been other instances leading up of, I mean, and I'm sure other people have a different take on it, right? Where you're like, that was a confession. No, it wasn't. But there's the whole show has had weird buildup of these two characters. And if you're clowning around in the ship, (laughs) you're just like, yeah, obviously it's going to lead somewhere. But it seemed fairly obvious that something was going to happen with Cass and Dean and he was going to get taken from 
something, you know, he was going to have to go back to the empty. And part of that is because there's, there's almost no way anymore for fans to avoid filming spoilers mm-hmm. where, where, you know, what episode they're filming. And then you're like, well, he's not on set for this next episode. So something bad's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Which I think is a shame because like when we were watching the X-Files back in the day, when someone died or something happened that was a cliffhanger, you were, you really were like, well, fuck. Yeah. You, did, you didn't know anything about anyone's deals with the network and you didn't know their contract terms or when they were on set. You were just like, well, fuck, Mulder's dead. And you had to wait a week or two to find out what happened. Or an entire summer. Yes, or a whole fucking summer, which actually kind of happened here because of COVID. This was supposed to have all aired months ago, and they had to stop filming because of COVID. So we're kind of catching up on what was supposed to be the end. Um, but yeah, like I have, I have a lot of conflicted feelings about this. My first feeling is like, hell yeah, my ship is canon, because so rarely does a queer ship go canon um, when it doesn't start out that way. But but the barrier gaze element of it is like a hundred and nineteen percent. Except he's a fucking angel and nobody really dies on this show. I mean, very, like, since there are two episodes left, like, what are the chances you think that he's going to come back and he and Dean will actually get together, like, on the show? They have been, they've been very careful about not showing Cass in the promo Mm -hmm. or letting people know if Misha has been on set for the final episodes. Now, there's no way to know what, there's really no way to know how much changed with COVID, how much of the final episodes were rewritten because they hadn't even been filmed. There's new guidelines about fight scenes and people on set and all this kind of shit. So there's kind of no way to know what of the ending is as it was supposed to have been pre-COVID. But, so so I guess where I'm going with that is that it, I TV shows don't necessarily film in order, right? Like you film scene 1A and then you film scene 6B and then you film scene 3, you know, you kind of bounce around, but I don't know that they bounce around between episodes. So it's like, could, could Misha have filmed scenes from the final two episodes already? Like before all this? So that, you, I mean, if they wanted to keep it a secret, that would have been the way to do it. Yeah, if you want to keep things a secret, you you film things that aren't ever going to be in the show. You have stunt doubles. Like, there are ways for... And, and shows do this, right? Like, they film multiple endings just so that yeah. no one knows what's happening. Yeah, I mean, the magicians did it uh, when mm. they did their gaze. <laughs> I, need to, I need to catch up on that. I, I started watching it, and then I was like whatever and then you told me about the thing and I was like well fuck now I gotta watch it I (laughs) I gotta get there that wasn't even like I'm gonna go ahead and spoil a little bit more for you no please yeah yeah so they did the thing where like they retroactively had like the main character and another man have been together um Mm didn't know it until the next season and then one of them died like and then like Mm -hmm. Where, like, one of them was, like, trying to save the other one, but the other one was taken over by a demon. So, like, uh-huh. there was one-sided love there, but possessed. And then one of them died. And then the next season, you get a conversation confirming the whole mutuality of it. 
Ah, uh huh. Like two, uh, like the the love interest that's still alive, and like the one that died's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, great! We both loved him. I'm like, uh. but mm-hmm. yeah. So what I was gonna say is they um the actor was leaving the show in that situation, but mm. because wanted all of the reactions to be genuine they didn't tell any of the cast and oh. they endings they didn't use so okay uh-huh that's how they got around it so like the cast didn't know as they were filming at all they didn't know until the episode aired uh-huh which pissed off a lot of them apparently yeah so my problem there too is like what what kind of authentic performance do you expect out of an actor if they don't know what the plot is (laughs) like and this is my problem too with like horror movies where the actors don't know who the killer is yeah even if they themselves are the killer like well how are you supposed to portray motivation if you don't know that you're the one murdering people it's also a little bit like saying i don't trust you to do your job so yeah yeah and there is a lot you can do with editing right like you take the best ones you cut away, you do all this kind of shit, but, but like Misha is like full on crying during this. And some of that I think is the, this is the end of a TV show that I've been on for 12 years emotion. And these are my friends and all of that. But if you're actors can really like get into themselves in scenes, like there's some, there's some shit there. Um, and I know a lot of people are probably like, well, don't, don't bring the RPF ship into this and don't like, okay, fine. Then just look at the two characters and you tell me that that's not a romantic love confession. Um, I don't know that that means Cass will come back in the final two episodes. I kind of don't care because of the nature of the show. That's like, I'll just read the so fic. He could, uh, yeah. He, he'll come back in fic anyway. Yeah. Like I'll just watch the, or the whole watch. I'll read the fic where five minutes after the credits roll, uh, heaven opens up and he falls out like cool <laughs> and scene like, do you think that there's a chance that Dean might die I think there's a good chance that Dean might become death okay That's so a I really get because I am not caught up enough but so there's currently uh, the the main grim reaper like death herself is a character and she is actively trying to kill the Winchesters for many reasons. Again, I don't know that it matters. Like, if death herself kills you, does that make you extra dead? Or does that just mean they can come? Like, they they're, they regularly talk to God. They know angels personally. And the current queen of hell is one of their their friends. Where can they go that they would stay? And considering that the way the cosmos has been developed. So what if they're dead? They can probably just keep going on. <laughs> like, like, all right, so they're dead. They're they're just still killing monsters. Who cares? So I, I think the ending of Supernatural to me is either a, they become some sort of supernatural entity themselves. Like they take over for something. They, Dean becomes the next death and, Sam becomes the next whatever or you know they just get into the car and drive off into the sunset and you just imagine that the adventure continues like what because if if the show ends and they they're both just dead on the ground you're like all right yeah until 
tomorrow. Uh, you know, it doesn't. Death doesn't end the show. That, that is kind of a nice thing. I I do still think that they buried their gaze, which is really annoying. But... <sighs> they did. Yeah, they've buried right. their gaze a number of times. Having yeah. the you know, <laughs> and they do it like. You know, one of the female characters they brought back a couple of times is Charlie. And Charlie is a canonically queer woman who yeah. they've killed a number of times. And it's like, why doesn't she get to come back and stay? And and so she's queer and a woman. That's not a good combo on this show. Um, so the, the show has a lot of issues with queer characters. I don't know why. I don't know what about it they are shying away from it's the cw i don't know that there's a mandate against the gays on the cw if it were on a different network maybe it would be like honestly maybe when this show started back in the neolithic period 2005 i want to say i know it hurts right it does but you say 2005 and i'm like well that wasn't that long ago (laughs) you're right it was even longer But yeah, no, you're right. Like, when the show started, there probably was a pretty heavy... The show is about two manly men doing manly men things, and don't bring that little gay angel in here. And then you've got an actor like Misha, who just prances in. Literally, like, just shows up and gives, I think, no fucks about what people think of him and his sexuality and his marriage and all of that. He also has, like the most amazing wife oh yeah 100 percent. yeah and that you know per the the rpf side of this can be another day's issue although it's i think it's tied in is the thing i i yeah so with jensen being a little or uh, a lot no homo in his past and and during the conventions and straight up telling people that dustiel is not a thing um on the other side, you had Misha counteracting that. And yeah. I think Misha probably played Cass more fluid. And I think for most of it, De- uh, Jensen played Dean as straight guy. Although the writer, and that's the queer baiting part of the show, is the writers would throw in things that were like, is Dean by? Is that what's happening here? Or are you just going to like queer bait and not do it? And they definitely queer baited and didn't do it. Which, that's what fic is for. (laughs) I don't think Supernatural never um, tried to be a show that was representational. It could have been. That could have been awesome. Yeah, they didn't seem to give too many fucks about that. No, no, not at all. Um, But I, I, it's hard not to think that the actor's trepidation over the RPF of it didn't affect their relationship to the characters being shipped. And that might be that Jensen doesn't quite understand fandom the way Misha understands fandom and isn't as comfortable with it the way Misha is clearly comfortable with it. And maybe he's not comfortable with himself the way Misha is comfortable with himself. And that those are all things that the fans, there's, what are you going to do about that? You can't. <laughs> Yeah, can't be like Jensen. Are are you also bi and self hating? Is that is that what's happening here? Just like maybe a little bit. Um, can't do that, and you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean that's the when it comes with RPF and any fandom, the the fourth wall is like the golden rule. Misha, I think, 
I don't know. Sometimes actors want to cross it themselves and mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable with that, but I can't stop them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Misha definitely seems like the type who is unfazed. I mean, I've seen him in person a couple of times at conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, is he beautiful or awkward in person? I mean, <laughs> he's a person. Because mm. sometimes weird. you see an actor in person and you're like, you just you just know how to work your angles, don't you? He was quiet. Mm. I don't I mean, at a convention, I tend to not judge their personalities. Like, I mean, on stage, he was great. He was mm-hmm. like, on. but also it's a lot of people. And sometimes even actors that can turn it on really well on stage are just like fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was very quiet. Um, I actually had a, a Castile action figure that um, Mav gave me for Christmas one year. That was Amazing. Like, made by someone on Etsy that was like holding a little Bible. I still got it somewhere, but his head fell off. Oh, but Misha signed it. And like, he was, just, he looked at it very weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> time, he was like, they don't make these, but, no, uh, sir. Where it came from. but he just signed it. It's funny. Like, Nope, you're right. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> also funny is that it is visibly a Castiel action figure. I mean, it's, it doesn't like, cause mm. someone, themselves but you can tell that the base they used was wesley from angel <laughs> because the <laughs> like wesley from angel oh that's awesome like wesley from <laughs> angel yeah oh i love it i love it that's exactly what a a homemade action figure should be yeah. <laughs> uh, uh yeah i don't know it's um it's it's good and bad. It's not bad. It's good and weird. It that it ha- that it happened in the middle of the 2020 election is one of those yeah, like yeah sure why not was- yeah like yeah just uh, just throw that right in there while we're trying to figure out who the fucking president is gonna be oh and Putin's resigning or oh, he's not it's a ru- like uh, there's just so much happening this- all of a sudden. I- I literally screenshotted it, the trending topic that was like Destiel, and then underneath it, <laughs> ding. <laughs> like, that's, that's a moment. That's a 2020 moment. That's a 2020 moment. And it's like a 2020 moment that you think the fandom is kind of dying down, and then something like this happens, and all of a sudden posts have like 40,000 notes in six minutes. You're like, oh, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> we're still going. So, a few, and I have seen this on my Tumblr a couple of times today and on Twitter once uh, people who were fans all along that take it very seriously. Mm. <laughs> not appreciate the current commentary on it. Well, I, uh, suck I, a duck, I, my friends. Yeah. I mean, people who are like diehard fans of the show that like want to sit. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not making fun of like them for getting together. I'm really happy they got together, but also yeah. it is fucking hilarious. Sorry. It, it's it is really funny that they did it when they did it. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's about the most supernatural way to have this ship go yeah. is like one of them will make a confession and then immediately disappear into nothingness. <laughs> and And the other character just says absolutely nothing, which is a thing that there are people who are like, uh, it's not requited. Um, Jensen was like a, a wooden doll just standing there because he hates it so much. And it's like, if someone that you have known, like, 
if someone just flat out is crying and professing heartfelt love to you in the middle of a uh, apocalypse, yeah, and then disappears, wouldn't wouldn't you like take a minute to process? Also, isn't that just kind of Jensen's face? Yes, it is. <laughs> his face does. Like if. If you've ever seen the show that you you know there's like two versions of Dean Winchester. There's like stoic cowboy and fanboy over like well, talk about by Dean over TV characters like Dr. Sexy, who's yeah. a dude. Like he's either 12 years old or he's seen the end of the world nine times. This is the version of Dean that's like doesn't process emotion the same way other people do because He's literally died a hundred billion times. Like, give give the man five minutes to process what just happened. You don't know what he's going to do in the next episode yet. He'll... Dick yeah, tells me he's going to cry and drink a lot, but <laughs> that's... You know. Jerk off some... I've, I've read those things, too. Yeah, probably while crying in the shower. Yeah. Wearing... <laughs> wearing Cass's leftover trench coat. You know. And if it's not out there, someone better fucking write it for me. And if you guys aren't sending me fic recs, you're all fired. Like, I, I, I want the fic recs now, too. I'm, I know I'm, like, so far behind in canon that, like, canon things would like, take nothing for old ships to just, like... To rise from the deep. Yeah. I mean, I've spent the past, like, two weeks mainlining the West Wing and... Mm-hmm. and- and Donna thick in my head, so mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About things from 2005 right now, apparently. It's the world we have to live in. I guess, you know, we've all regressed to 2000 even with this vote count that 2005 is probably a better spot for all of us. I mean, honestly, I think you're right. Like, I, as I watch it, I'm just like, this is nostalgia, not just for the show, but for a mindset that I can't currently read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, 2005 wasn't great, but it wasn't this. (laughs) So if I need my canonically queer little angel and his stoically bisexual best friend and business partner (laughs) to to have a moment, goddammit, let me have it. Can't take that shit away from me now, can you, Supernatural? Actually, what they'll do is uh, the next episode will open with a recut of the scene of, of, of Cass going, I love you like a brother. Just imagining. I mean, or they could go even like full on cartoon with it and just like a rock hits Dean's head and he develops amnesia. <laughs> he doesn't remember that any of it happened. Yeah. And then he goes and has sex with a girl. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, if there are any left, I'm pretty sure all people have disappeared from the planet now. Ah. <laughs> but like... I sure. have so much to catch up on. I'm still, I'm going to wait and see how it actually ends. Mm-hmm. If they on get together, neither of them did in the last episode, I will commit to rewatching it. I mean, we can, we can even do like monthly Mandy's watching Supernatural. <laughs> M- monthly Mandy recaps. Yeah. Of uh, catching up on 34 years of yeah. this show. I mean, some of it's really good. You know, Dean ogles a man in a in a um a uniform. I have followed it vicariously. Watch it, and yeah. oh, just just me, friends, just just me. 
the only yeah. one left. There are three other people that regularly put Supernatural on my dash. Oh, Probably nice. more now after this. <laughs> it's true. We all just came right out of the woodworks. I mean, and that's the funny thing, too, is like my blog would have been a Supernatural blog if I hadn't just decided to make it a one uh, one note blog with Glee and Clane. It's It's not like I wasn't watching it and fanning all along. It just wasn't on that Tumblr account. Um, I don't want to be like, I'm sorry, I've been a fan the whole time. But like for a very long time, my Tumblr was absolutely nothing but Glee and uh, and Clayne and Chris Colfer. And if we want to draw parallels between those, we can. But I feel like that takes a lot more than the iced coffee that I'm drinking right now. Yeah, really. Actually... Because, oh my god, can you imagine the Glee fandom if they had ever done a convention? I mean, I think- probably, like, I remember what sweeps were like, and mm-hmm. the few appearances they did like that, so. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think about how enjoyable the Supernatural fandom was because of the conventions, and getting yeah. the interviews, and getting the onstage interactions, and seeing people who, for the most part, like hanging out with each other, and getting stories and anecdotes, and then you have Glee, where you're like, I guess they're real people. I mean, that would have been messy as fuck. Yes. <laughs> it would have. Ugh. Imagine now with half the cast dead going back and watching those. That Yeah, that wouldn't be a fun experience. No. Had certain panels with just like Kevin and Jenna or, you know, say Chris and Darren, but we know that wouldn't have happened. Nope. Because, so, that's the other thing, which I guess we're definitely way over a mini here, but like, <laughs> They the, the the panels did the Jensen and Jared panel, and then they did the Jensen and Misha panel. Like they knew what people fucking wanted to see. Yeah. They wanted to sell some tickets. They wanted to sell tickets. It fucking worked. They made them do skits together, and Misha fake kissed Jensen once. It's fine. And there was like a lot of leg touching. It's fine. Straight leg touching. It's definitely how grown men interact with each other, which. They should, actually. Physical affection is good for you, if that's a thing that you're into. But, uh, you know. So, that's what happened. That's what you missed on Supernatural. It went canon. I say, I don't think you need a mutual declaration to be canon. No, I mean, definitely not. The the fact that the relationship was not platonic is canon now. Yes. It doesn't need to be mutual for that. No, that's what... That's what the fix-it fic is for. That's what the gift sets are for, goddammit. And, you know, we'll see what the next two episodes bring, but I'm not... I'm not... not Yeah, I'm not hinging my enjoyment of what went down um, (laughs) on on something more. There's been... I think Cass has had a couple times where he said some shit. You're like, ah, he likes this guy. There was an episode, I don't know, this season, last season. I've kind of fucking lost track of time, but... Um, uh, there's a whole thing about pre um, predetermination, whatever. God slash Chuck has basically been writing the Winchester story, and they're going through a crisis of whether or not any choices they've ever made have ever been real choices. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and Dean's going off on like none of this is real, and nothing I do matters, and blah blah blah. And Cass gives him this whole like speech about 
the work that they do matters. And he says, um, you asked what of this is real. We are. Oh, that's a good line. It's a good line. You're like, it's also pretty gay. Yeah, that's pretty gay. I mean, it's pretty gay. I mean, it wasn't followed by a hand job, but it was pretty gay. Um, so there's been a couple, couple, um, lines and speeches that are heavily hinted and heavily leaning. Um, and I guess they're not totally queer baity now, you know? Yeah. Sort of. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with it. It, it may pass now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because technically the queer baiting is like for a character, not a relationship. Yes. Yes, that is true. So any other queer baiting is going to be Dean and his bi-clivities, which we can discuss at another time with uh, a slideshow and (laughs) arrows pointing at where his eyeballs are going on another character. (laughs) Very uh, Tumblr CSI style. CSI Tumblr, not Tumblr CSI. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, yes, any final, um, I suppose, questions, queries, asks about this before I go and rewatch it? <laughs> I think I'm good. I'm just excited uh, to vicariously see what comes next. Yeah, I'm also just sad that the show is ending. Like, I know it's time for it to die, but it's that it's still that feeling of like, oh, that was my friend. <laughs> I am sad to lose the supernatural will never end jokes. I know. God. But you know what? If supernatural has to end for Joe Biden to be elected, that's a, okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. If that's the math, if that's how it has to come, then then so be it. So saith uh, the Lord. Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> um. Great. Well, so this was the first installment of That's My Ship, um, which I think you have to say with a that's my ship kind of a an intonation, um, maybe. Uh, I think, Mandy, you have a ship that you're going to discuss on the next round. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we're going to see who B would like to discuss. Um, speaking of ships, she is getting married this weekend. Yes. So so that's why she's not here. (laughs) If you happen to listen to this, leave her some for her and her wife. Yes, her wife. (laughs) I just watched the second Borat and like the joke is 32 years old and I still like it. I mean, I laughed. I I did too. (laughs) It's like, this is not great and it's still funny it's almost not even a movie but it's still funny i know it's the it's the movie we needed for this dark timeline um and then i think we may try to open up this series of that's my ship to uh to you guys to discuss to come on and um spend 20 minutes just full out fanning over your favorite ship 20 minutes to an hour apparently (laughs) It's been 15 years. I've got a lot of feelings. I didn't even get into... Okay. (laughs) He prayed to him several times. We can definitely do uh, another Supernatural when when (laughs) the show is actually over. Because I would like to hear your thoughts now compared to then. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> the thoughts I had when I was what seventeen watching <laughs> the show. Oh my god! Yikes! Um, great. Um, if you voted, good job. If you didn't, um, get out. And everyone, continue washing your hands and stay inside and don't gather in groups because there's still a pandemic. And um, I don't know. Go tell an angel you love him. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.